2: you got Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. You are listening to the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Hour two on this Thursday, Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show, spirited first hour ending with... Am I too lenient on Tom Brady after Deflategate? I didn't think so. And what year is this? Tom Brady broke a rule, got punished, overpunished. Is it a stupid rule? Yes. Did he break a rule? Yes. Welcome to the program. Already in progress. (sighs) Do we have the same dimensions at every baseball park? Should we do that? Uniformity here? 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at show. We'll get to some phone calls. We talk some baseball, the foreign substance, the uh, spider tack that's the new rage with pitchers now. How does baseball crack down on it? I will say it got me to watch Garrett Cole and the Yankees against the Twins last night. I watched a lot of it. Garrett Cole didn't look like he was cheating. He pitched like he was cheating. Because he had nine strikeouts and dominated the Twins there. And Giancarlo hit one of those home runs where you watch him swing and you go, that might be warning track or maybe it's going to get out. And then you realize, nope, it's going deep. It was a bomb last night. Poll question, McLevin. uh, By the way, we say good morning to our streaming partner, Peacock. You can watch all three hours for free. Download the app and our radio affiliates around the country. Yes, McLeod? Okay,
3: is using a substance to get a better grip illegal and cheating or illegal and not cheating? 53% say it is cheating.
2: Yeah. So 47% don't.
3: But the wording of the question, is using a substance to get a better grip, are they really getting a better grip or are they making a weird movement on the ball?
2: Well, I think you have, I'm getting grip to now I'm getting grip. Now I can throw this like a, a wiffle ball. And, and you will hear this. Now, these are two former players who told me that if you have somebody who gets more grip on there, you can treat it more like a wiffle ball, that you're able to get far more snap to things. And, you know, if you throw 100 miles an hour and you get a little more snap on your fastball or slider, Boy, that's devastating. And I'll go back to what Fernando Tatis Jr. told us yesterday. He's seen some pitches this year that he's never seen before. This is what these guys do for a living, and they know when something is different. And baseball has a situation here because remember when we had too much offense? And now we have not enough offense. We didn't have enough pitching. Now we have a whole lot of pitching. Baseball goes back. It's this, you know, teeter-totter, this seesaw of, how do we do this? Let's manipulate the baseball. There, now we're going to help out the pitchers. Wait, we hurt the hitters. Now we got to help the hitters. No, we're going to hurt the pitchers. They keep going. It's a, you know, the taffy pole here. Sun smoked the Nuggets last night, and uh, the Nuggets head coach, Michael Malone, said his team quit.
1: Uh, They've had their way with us uh, on both ends of the court. I felt we quit tonight, uh, which is something you never want to see. So I I guess for game three, I'm just going to try to find guys that will at least go out there and leave it all on the line. I may have a hard time coming up with five guys that fill that, but these two games, these second halves, uh, have really been disappointing, and that's an understatement.
2: I think Coach needed about five more minutes to cool off after that embarrassing performance. I do think you have to look at yourself in the mirror and say, what do I have here that I'm rolling out against the Phoenix Suns? Because Chris Paul played wonderful. DeAndre Ayton is holding his own with the Joker. But Devin Booker didn't go off last night. I mean, this this game was decided early. Did the Joker quit? Because Coach said everybody quit. See, this is not the kind of thing you say now to your team. If you want to privately get there together and you want to have a caucus and say, let's just get this out. Like, what What do we improve upon? Where can we take advantage of them? Like, what is our strategy here? But when when you publicly shame or embarrass an athlete, I guess it can go either way. Boy, we're going to show him. Like, you do want your players to play to show you that you're wrong, I'd rather be in it. I always wondered about this with coaches. They always, they preach discipline. And one of the greatest coaches of all time had no discipline in Bob Knight. What, what if a player said it last night, everybody quit. The coach would probably say, hey, don't be saying that publicly. Keep it in house here. But then he's able to say that last night. Yes, Tom.
4: And what if a player says like we were just out
2: coached. We had no answer for these guys. So I don't know what the coaching staff is doing, but what they're drawing up is just not working. Yeah, coaches quit. Yeah, it just I I don't understand that logic. But, you know, when these coaches say, "Hey, show patience or, you know, don't let your emotions get the best of you." How many of these coaches act like fools? Denver's just not a better team than Phoenix. They weren't during the regular season, and they aren't now. And you don't have your starting backcourt, so you're going to cobble together. He's going to—he's looking for guys who are going to want to play. Well, they're the same guys who were out there. What are you going to do? You somehow going to heal Michael Porter Junior.'s back? Are you going to somehow find a better backcourt? I—I like when we get you know, coaches and players who go to a press conference and they say things, and then we get to run with it. Makes my job easier. I just don't like hearing that because I, if I'm a player, now I'm asked if I quit because the question was asked or coach just offered that. Now I can go in there and say, did you quit? Hey, Joker, did you quit? And that's not fair to them. Like I would have said, coach, uh, tell me who quit. Let's go down the roster. Who do you think quit, coach? If you're calling your team out, like, let's go down. Like, if you want to send that message individually, yeah, you can do that. Yeah, good. Let's just run down the list there, coach. Start here. Let's go alphabetically. Nets-Bucks game three tonight. Clippers-Jazz game two. Some NFL news. Well, I don't know if it's news or not. And I know it's a cottage industry to be covering Aaron Rodgers situation. These are OTAs. Aaron Rodgers is not there. So Jordan Love is now getting the first team reps. We went from Tuesday, Dan Orlovsky of ESPN basically said Jordan Love looked like he had no no business playing the position. Did not look good at all. To then yesterday... Rob Domofsky, who covers the Packers for the mothership, talked about Jordan Love as if he was Aaron Rodgers. Hitting a 30-yard wheel route in practice. The media went crazy. He had a 45-yard seam route. Media went crazy. One of the assistant coaches is acting like he's fanning Jordan Love to cool him off. He's looking so good. Oh, what do you believe? What do you not believe? These are just casual practices. It's June. I want to see when there is live bullets there with Jordan Love. It's basically, hey, can you guys come to camp? We just want to see how everybody looks before we get to camp in uh, you know a couple more weeks. Mike Florio had interesting thought here with Aaron Rodgers. And he thinks, and I do agree, that there's there's a PR machine on both sides with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Packers want to make Aaron Rodgers look like the bad guy. Aaron Rodgers is making the Packers look like the bad guy. Aaron Rodgers has said to teammates, reportedly, that this situation is fixable. Okay, what needs to be fixed? Because I've yet to hear that. And can it truly be fixed? Or... Is Aaron Rodgers' PR team saying to some of his former teammates who get in front of the camera, "Hey, from what I'm told, from what I'm told, it's fixable." Okay. What is fixable? What needs to be fixed? An apology for drafting Jordan Love, is that all it is? And if it is, then you can say, "Look, we handled it poorly." Now, come on in, Aaron, let's play. But go back to what the Packers CEO, Mark Murphy, said. He said the situation is dividing the fan base. He's picking a side, and he's telling the fans to pick a side, and that is Aaron Rodgers is the bad guy. Rodgers is telling former teammates it's fixable, and then when the teammates get on radio or TV, Rodgers is then trying to curry favor with Packer fans to say, I'm not the bad guy here. So how does all of this silly stuff end? Huh? If you're Aaron Rodgers, do you want to play one year and then you move on? Do you want to retire? Do you want to go to another team? At some point, somebody has to
5: make a decision here. Yeah, see. How can this one story about this one player swing from, this is all totally fixable, to I'd rather retire than play for you? No, I think... How is it everything in between that?
2: Uh, I guess it depends on the hour or the network here, but you're right. I keep thinking, okay, what what is standing in in between you guys? I always love this when I go to a Super Bowl, and we'll be on a street corner, or you'll be someplace, and you'll have some guy holding a sign saying "need Super Bowl tickets," and then right next to him is a guy who says uh, uh, "need" or uh, "selling Super Bowl tickets." And I always go, "Why don't you guys just tap each other on the shoulder? Like he can help you, and you can help him. It's real easy, like that." <laughs> Hey, I need Super Bowl tickets. I got Super Bowl tickets. Um, hey, just turn around. Just talk to each other. Uh, Tom Brady met with the media yesterday, and um, Tom had knee surgery in the offseason season, and he had this to say. It was
6: an injury I dealt with um, really, you know, since last April, May, and uh, I knew I would have to have, do something at the end of the year and uh, happy I did it. and It was probably something that was uh, needed. To, it certainly needed to be done, and there, there's a great outcome, so I'm very happy about that. I feel I'll be able, to, be able to do some different things this year than I was able to do last year.
2: <laughs> okay. What, what can Tom do differently this year than last year with uh, a repaired knee? Yes, Tom.
4: Is that out of LeBron's playbook a little bit? As great as you think I am, I'm actually that much greater <laughs> because I'm doing things with injuries
7: that I don't even talk about or that you don't even know about.
2: Well, he, he had that knee injury, um, but hey, uh, if, if, it, if it gives him more confidence and he's able to plant his – like, I don't know. It doesn't make him more mobile. I don't know what it allows him to do. That, did somebody ask Tom? Uh, Tom, explain, what, what does this allow you to do that it didn't allow you to do last season when you won a Super Bowl? That's a question I would
5: ask. Yes, he – Is hiding the knee injury the entire season cheating? Ooh. I mean, I think you're supposed to
2: disclose all injuries. Was Tom ever on the injured list? Wasn't he on the injured list famously in New England his entire career, his shoulder? 15 years. (laughs) Probable. I don't know if Tom was hiding an injury (laughs) here. He should be suspended. Yes, Paulie.
6: Tom also announced his meniscus would be ground up and made <laughs> into shakes that they're going to sell at tb12.com. You could have some meniscus of his at home. Uh, I'd try it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, nothing better than some good meniscus. I'd
2: give it a it, shot. Is that a meniscus shake? Yeah, it is. Mm, man, that tastes good. Mm. Lime and cartilage? Who yeah. would want that? <laughs> uh, doesn't sound like a bad idea. It's like vanilla, chocolate,
5: and musk. Yeah. Those are the three flavors. Who?
2: What player did I ask for their bone chips? Uh, ooh. <laughs> Remember? You asked Jerry Rice if we could have his hands when he passed. No, away. No, no, that's different. Oh. I'm talking about somebody got, they had bone chips. Oh. And uh, they went in and had surgery on their arm. And I said, could I have your bone chips? And they said yes. And then I was told that I wasn't allowed to get them or they couldn't be. Made. Might be illegal to yeah, I, traffic I, in those yeah. types of goods. <laughs> yeah. Well, what is a body part? <laughs> like when you're trafficking body parts. Right. <laughs> oh, you got bone chips there. Okay. All right. Let me take a break. Uh, we'll get some more phone calls coming up. Michael K., the Yankee broadcaster will join us. A few things talk to him about and an interestor- interesting story about a former Navy football player who wants to play And was signed by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But the Navy won't allow him to play. Even though he said he wants to honor his military commitment, he just wants to defer that. His name is Cameron Kinley. He'll join us coming up in an hour from now. Back after this, Dan Patrick Show. Oh, what do I have here, Seton? Discovering the Discover card?
5: Yep, something you can do 99% of every place ever. No, that's, that's... that's not it. No, that's not. I was just trying to buy you a little time. <laughs> Thank there. you there. I got I got the 99% copy. 99% of it everywhere. Ever. I, I,
2: that was 99% bad on your part. But Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically. No limit on how much you can earn. Discover is accepted at 99% of the places that accept credit cards in the like United States. Well, sort of. Uh, Discover, get used to hearing the word yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report limitations apply. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, nine until noon Eastern, six to nine Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the
7: Peacock app. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying.
2: Fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios'
1: Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere.
2: Get tickets now. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? Or I don't know. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now. Use the promo code DPSHOW for a chance to win huge cash prizes. That's code Show. Only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours.
0: Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18-PLUS in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick slash promos.
2: More phone calls coming up. People fired up today. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just kind of a spillover where people realize that we got ripped off and we did not win the sports Emmy. And I think people are still, they're protesting in the streets. All right, I saw one person outside and she was walking her dog and she seemed like she was really upset we did not win the sports Emmy. She was upset about something. Maybe it was nothing to do with the sports. (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. Maybe I'm making something. My family members aren't even upset. He's Michael K., the Yankee broadcaster, the Yes Network. Get your copy of Michael's new book, Center Stage, my most fascinating interviews from A-Rod to Jay-Z, now available online and wherever books are sold. Michael joins us now. When's the last time an interview went bad?
4: you mean an interview with me
2: yeah well that you conducted
4: <laughs> um probably on center stage uh there there was a couple of people that just didn't want to play very much so uh um you know you got you kind of coax them i'm sure you've had that as well and uh, then you hope that they kind of uh fall out of it and uh, then it goes well after that but the books uh, the interviews in the books
2: Th- those went well. <laughs> so the ones that didn't go well didn't make the book,
4: right? Right. Dennis Quaid didn't go well. He he just he didn't feel like he wanted to be there, but uh, it worked out.
2: I remember interviewing Tanya Harding, and it didn't go well, but it it spectacularly didn't go well. Therefore, you're witnessing a car wreck, and I and that's one of those where. I, I was uncomfortable. She was uncomfortable. But the fact that like sometimes you let that go, you just you know, that's for the audience. And then they get to it's almost like you're eavesdropping. And it, it was awful. But it, it <laughs> you had it. You had to have a visceral reaction to it because you're going, oh, my God, is this actually on the air? And, you know, so I've had those moments, but where you can't hide, at least you get to tape yours. I'm guessing all of these interviews are taped.
4: Yes. They're all taped so they could be edited. And you're right. You don't want a fender bender. You want to get T-balled. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: the one like you interview a lot of different people, Quentin Tarantino. I mean, all walks of life there, but it feels like that common thread is they are sports fans to a certain degree, but, um, But did you find out that there's certain guys that maybe like is Quentin Tarantino a sports fan?
4: He's a little bit of a sports fan and in order for it to be booked and for the yes network to be on cable systems, it has to be some kind of connection to sports. So if he watched the game, we'll say, okay, there's your connection to sports. But uh, (laughs) Quentin Tarantino was fascinating. And just to talk to him and get into the process of of how he wrote the movies and he writes the movies in longhand, he doesn't even use a computer. That's kind of stuff I find fascinating. So, but they all have a little bit of a connection to sports for
2: sure. What jumps out if you said to people wanting to buy this for Father's Day, the the one interview you must read is which one?
4: My favorite one of the 250 interviews we did was Larry David, because I went in with some trepidation because I was such a big fan of Seinfeld and of Curb Your Enthusiasm. And I wondered if I was going to get that Larry David and the remarkable thing is, he is that Larry David, but he's not as mean. You know, he'll tell you exactly what he's thinking, but I think he takes a little bit of the edge off in real life. He even said, if I did the things I say in Curb in real life, people would punch me out. And you always wonder on Curb when you're watching it, why doesn't somebody hit him? And he realizes that. But from that interview alone, Dan, he and I have become kind of friends, which I think is remarkable. I have such great respect for his talent, and he's just a great guy, and he is a huge. Huge sports fan.
2: Yeah, we've had him on a few times, and you're right. You're not quite sure what you're getting, but there's part of you that hopes you're getting Larry David from Curb. You're just not sure if that Larry David's going to show up. And then, you know, ultimately it does. In some form, you're like, oh, my God, that sounds like that would be an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. The book is... My most fascinating interviews from A-Rod to Jay-Z. It's called Center Stage. We're talking to Michael Kay, the Yankee broadcaster. Uh, Recap the week that the Yankees have had so far.
4: Well, obviously, the the Red Sox series, I think, was very illuminating that this is a team that that has some issues. Uh, This is a team that's kept afloat because of pitching. Nobody thought that their pitching was going to be this good. Everybody thought that they'd hit over 300 home runs and they would slug their way to winning the American League. Uh, The hitting has not been there. But the greatest tonic for the New York Yankees over the last 20 years, Dan, has been the Minnesota Twins. So they limp into Minnesota, and the first two games in Minnesota, everything you'd want it to be. Yesterday, Stan hits two home runs. Uh, but the biggest part of the week has to be the Garrett Cole stuff. Uh, Josh Donaldson throwing him under the bus. Garrett Cole being asked a direct question about what type of uh, stick him that he uses, and he kind of hems and haws. Uh, and then yesterday, he goes out. And obviously, he's working without anything, if he ever has worked with anything. And he's throwing 100 miles an hour. So I think that was the best way to answer it back.
2: Could Yankee PR have rescued Garrett Cole in that first press conference?
4: I was thinking about, I I hate to place blame, but I think Scott Boris, who's his agent, and Garrett's really bright. He's one of the brightest guys I've ever interviewed. And Yankee PR, maybe they should have sat together. This question is going to be there. This is the way you should answer. And it seemed like he was surprised. And that surprised me. Why would you be surprised at that question? That's the only question that anybody wants to talk about. Uh, Then he tried to clean it up a little bit, you know, after the game yesterday and said, this isn't really the venue or the forum for it. And I'm wondering, well, what is, so he's going to have to answer that question at some point. And there's so many ways he can answer it and not throw people under the bus and not indict himself, but he didn't go that route.
2: Your comments or your thought, and I, 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 this is why I want to have you on. Josh Donaldson said what he said about Garrett Cole and some other pitchers, and at least the inference was you were okay with Garrett Cole throwing at Josh Donaldson. I, I want to that get that.
4: That was not the inference. Okay. What I said on my radio show was God didn't give me talent because he knows that I'm a vindictive human being. I have a laminated list in my back pocket. Man, for people <laughs> at a so I said that if I happened to be Garrett Cole, I didn't advocate for Garrett Cole to do it. I would have drilled Josh Donaldson in the ribs. Okay, And then everybody took it and said that I said that Garrett Cole should do it. No, Garrett Cole shouldn't do it because Garrett Cole is too important to the Yankees. He would be suspended. There could be a brawl. People could get hurt. But sick Michael Kay, if I was on the mound, I would have done it.
2: Let's run down the list of people that you don't like, Mike.
4: Oh, there's so many. I don't know if we want to go there, but there's a lot of people, you know, radio and television columnists. I, I particularly just, <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a lot of people I really don't, don't particularly have a party at. Let's put it that way.
2: Um, you, I, There's this um, kind of gray area though. If, if you put pine tar on something on the ball or whatever, like it, it, that's part of the game. But then if I put something that's a little better than pine tar on it, then I'm cheating. It's unwritten rules, written rules, like trying to figure all of this out. You got pitchers who were dominating. It used to be hitters were dominating. Now we want to help out the hitters. And, it, and I'd liken it to a game of teeter-totter, a taffy pole here. Like, what does baseball want to, want to be? That's what I'm trying to figure out.
4: Well, that, that's the problem, Dan. You could place the, pit, uh, the blame on the pitchers and the hitters that did the steroids, but I think Major League Baseball is a little bit to blame. This is a rule that's been on the books forever. You can't have a foreign substance on the ball. It has never been enforced, ever. Now, all of a sudden, in the middle of a season, you say you're going to enforce it, and you put one of your biggest stars, Garrett Cole, unfairly under the spotlight as the poster child for this. I think it's wrong. I really do. Talked to Al Weider yesterday. He said, Ninety five percent of people who pitched in Major League history use something on the ball to actually get a grip. But what's happened now, Dan, is that really smart people have come up with the fact if we really get a good grip, we could weaponize it and increase our spin rate. So that makes it harder to hit. And then it becomes a weapon rather than a tool. And that's where we are right now. And Major League Baseball says that within a week, they're going to start cracking down on it. And they're going to check pitchers up to 10 times a game. Dan, we're talking about pace a game. How's that going to be?
2: And the reason why this becomes a bigger story, ESPN grabs a hold of it. And you got the Yankees star pitcher. You know, if this is a pitcher with, if this is Madison Bumgarner, nobody cares. If it's a Twins pitcher, nobody cares. It's the Yankees and it's ESPN has picked up this story. And now, I mean, I watched the game last night just to watch Garrett Cole. On the mound. That's it. I didn't care that, you know, you know, Stanton hit a couple of bombs. I wanted to see his mannerisms like it's and not that this is why we should watch a baseball game. But I did search out to watch this game last night. I don't know if baseball benefits like does any publicity, good publicity work with baseball right now.
4: Uh, i mean that's the old adage right and I, I i was off last night i watched every second of the game because i wanted to see how he was going to pitch and i think the only thing that we got out of yesterday was when he struck out donaldson the first two times it was that small instant where he looked like he stared at him like here's your stick 'em, that sort of deal <laughs> uh but in a way if you could bring more eyes to baseball games that might not have been there that's a good thing but i, I just get the feeling dan i don't know if you feel the same way Baseball seems like it shoots itself in the foot so much. It's such a great game. In its purest form, it's such a perfect game. But then we get moments like this where it embarrasses itself. And it's got to clean this stuff up. It shouldn't weaponize all these rules and use them in collective bargaining um, agreements and things like that. Well, we'll give you the DH if you give us this. And we'll raise the seams on the baseball if you give us that. That doesn't work. I mean, this should all be behind the scenes where we don't see the dirty laundry.
2: Who's the person you're waiting to interview?
4: Bruce Springsteen. Have you ever interviewed him?
2: No, I have not.
4: Yeah, that would be interesting.
2: This is how close I came to interviewing Bruce Springsteen. Al Lighter was with us in the studio, and Al was bragging that he had Springsteen's phone number. And we're live on the air, and I said, would you call Bruce? And Al dialed him up, and he was really nervous because he's thinking, I may not get to keep the- – Bruce is going <laughs> to change the number – As soon as I call and he left a message for Bruce Springsteen during our show saying, uh, hey, it's Al. I'm on the Dan Patrick show. Can you call me back? Basically, we didn't hear back from Springsteen. That's as close as I've come.
4: I met Springsteen once in the Yankee clubhouse and he's walking by and I never do this because people want their privacy. I just walked up because I, I so love his music. I said, I just want to tell you that you've written the soundtrack to my life. And he looked at me, go. Soundtrack to your life. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> so that
2: was good enough for me. Uh, Fritzy has uh, Bruce Springsteen impersonation, since you're a big uh, Bruce fan. Um, I think you might enjoy this. this. Is If you close your eyes, I think it's going to sound like uh, Springsteen. Or maybe not. Okay, Todd.
4: Well, all right. Come on down. After she put her kiss to bed. i <laughs> we we'll back in high school. <laughs> all right. Oh, yeah. So what do you think, Mike? Wow. Can I, can I book for it to you? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: All
2: right. Uh, yeah. Good luck with the book, Michael. Thank you. It's uh, great talking to you again.
4: Thanks so much,
2: Dan. That's uh, Michael Kay, the Yankee broadcaster. The book is Center Stage. My most fascinating interviews from A. Rod to Jay Z now available online wherever books are sold. Bring it home. Thank you, Todd. Uh, okay. Bring it home. He has like four lines. He just keeps. That's jumping. all. That's it. That him and he makes fun of Springsteen and Dylan.
7: Yeah, no man, right, man. I wanna be on the medication.
2: Let's get a couple of phone calls here. <laughs> Paul in Iowa joins us. Hi, Paul. What's on your mind today? Man, you guys made me follow that. That's rough. <laughs> oh, no, that's easy to follow that. It's odd.
6: Yeah. Well, hey, here in Iowa and in Des Moines, we consider ourselves rich in, bas- or in baseball, and by that I mean we're blacked out in six markets. Hmm. Um, but, you know, I think MLB has created this situation for the pitchers as in cheating, because they did nothing when the Astros cheated to any of the players. And so these pitchers say, what are you going to do, slap me on the wrist or anything harder, and it's going to be an outcry from everybody.
2: All right. You know, that could be fair. But maybe baseball saying we let the Astros individually get away with things. We can't let these pitchers get away with it. Like how many scandals, controversies do we have where it feels like baseball is putting its head in the sand? And maybe that's why they feel like they have to crack down a little bit because they didn't do anything to those individuals with the Astros, at least the players themselves. Doug in Illinois. Hi, Doug. What's on your mind?
7: Enjoy the show. Thank you, Doug. I, am, uh, I would like to weigh in on the strikeouts in base MLB. Okay. Um, I think sometimes it's uh, lost uh, on the approach of the hitters. It's all elevate the ball, hit home runs, and that certainly is adding to the strikeout totals. And just a little uh, example here, there's a guy in the Chicago White Sox that probably doesn't have 100 Major League Baseball games under his belt by the name of Nick Madrigal. You can't strike him out. It's, it's approach all the way. It's approach, and the approach you take up there.
2: Uh, you don't get paid for that kind of approach, though. I understand that, Doug. Putting the ball in play, you don't get paid to do that. Not, unfortunately, you don't. But I I promise you, I was watching the Twins-Yankees last night, and they would post the stats when the player had come to the plate. And you would have thought that that's how much they weighed because there was only one guy, two guys who were over 200, batting over 200. It looked like, hey, that guy weighs 188. That guy weighs 176. And here we are in June. Like these are real these are real batting averages. I might look at April and go, all right, that's an aberration. This isn't. This is habit forming. This is who you are this year. And you would think even if these pitchers have an advantage, a slight advantage, that you would still be able to put the bat on the ball. These are professional hitters. One out of one out of the four pitches, I should be able to put the bat on the ball. And I know that they're swinging for home runs. But wouldn't you, as a manager, say, hey, guys, if we're striking out this much and we're batting under 200, let's try to put the ball in play. Like, that just seems logical. Now, I don't know if you can say to a hitter, hey, don't swing for a home run. What? Yeah. How about we just, let's try to get the ball in play. Take advantage of a shift here. You would think you're a professional hitter that you would still be able to do something like that. Don't swing from your toes. Just put the ball in play. Put the bat on the ball here. Hey, let's see what happens here.
3: Yes, McLeod. But I hate to say this. I think the front offices are asking them to play like that because of analytics. I think they. I think that's where some of this started.
2: But do you really think that you know hitting a home run and it, is this like uh, shooting a three in basketball? and not shooting any twos, we'll take you shooting threes even though you're going to miss a ton of them, but it's okay. The analytics say shoot the 3, not the 2.
3: Hey, now that you say it, yeah, that kind of makes sense. Although I think the you know their their advanced stats are also bad because they're hitting so poorly this year, like they don't have good OPS either or good war. Yeah. good vorp. Or what a vorp war. I mean they they've been disappointing. Though. Aren't there a lot of players not living up to their big contracts this year with the Yankees? This is by design that they're so bad, are
2: they? I just don't know. I mean, if that's the philosophy, then then you live with this, you die with this. We we I would just build an unbelievable pitching staff. Like I would just say, "We're concentrating on pitchers." And then if I get some guys who hit some home runs, great. That that baseball is now allowing pitchers, well, they were, and then, all right, hopefully we get a couple of guys who can get some hits here. Home runs. Yeah, club.
3: I was reminded last night, that guy who hit the walk-off for the Phillies, yeah. his first, that fence is so short in left field. Like, the fe- you know, they built these stadiums to
2: help the hitters, so maybe that's where why they're going for these home runs. It's enticing. Well, the Mets famously moved their fences in, in their new ballpark. Like, uh, we got guys who aren't any good. Let's just bring in the fences. Well, you do know that you can't move the fence back when the opposition gets up. Uh, we would like to have like a sliding fence that we get to bring it in when we're at the plate. This is our home field advantage. Yeah, Paul. Yeah, how about a retractable left field fence? There's a
6: swath of 20 seats and they just remove them when they're hitting poorly or whatever it may be.
2: Let's take a break. More phone calls coming up back after this.
1: Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.
0: There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip.
2: We have a new poll question. The Packers-Rogers situation will end with Rogers traded, holding out, reporting, and saying that the media blew this out of proportion. And he gets a new contract. <laughs> uh, I'll go with three. <laughs> he reports, and he or the Packers or both will say, the media blew this out of proportion. And he gets a new deal there. But uh, that's the new poll question for the final hour of the program. By the way, when you're a kid, and you probably don't think too much of this, but you get a number in the beginning, depending on what sport you're playing. And you might have a favorite number, but it's not a big deal. Like, I wanted to wear the number 20 when I was in high school because there were players before me who were very good players who wore 20. And I thought it was going to be the coach saying, I'm designating you to be one of the great players to play at this high school. Well, I didn't get that. Uh, I got number 24. And at the time, I'm like, God, I want 20. But I wore number 24. There's a lot of money in numbers now. Yesterday, a report came out. LeBron James is switching from 23 back to six. And he wore that number on the Olympic team. He wore that with the Miami Heat. And apparently, he wanted to do that a few years ago. But... It was going to cost Nike millions of dollars because you have all that inventory, all the jerseys. He's also wearing number six in this summer's Space Jam, a new legacy, which somehow plays into all of this. But LeBron's not alone. Christian McCaffrey was going to change his number back to number five that he wore at Stanford, but you know he didn't want to spend all that money to buy the inventory with uh, the numbers, you know, number 22 on it. In the end, the leagues and players... Should make a lot of money. And if you're a LeBron fan, that number six in purple and gold is still going to look pretty good. He's going to probably lead the league in jersey sales coming up next year.
3: Yes, McLevin. So for me growing up, number six was the magic number. He's a Dr. J.
2: That's the only number I actually even knew. Yeah, but you don't get that number when you're growing up because Uh, you don't have that in high school. I got 52. That was, you're in trouble when you're 52. <laughs> well, my freshman year at Eastern Kentucky, they gave me 52. And I'm a guard, and I was devastated. You should have walked right there. i That's when you're in uh, spring training, and they give you like 97 is your number. And <laughs> I go, they don't think, oh, this is bad. And uh, I remember calling home. You know, I'm all emotional. i like, they gave me 52. I got no chance. I got 52. And my mom didn't understand. She's like, well, if you add it up, it's seven. I go, thanks, mom. And then she goes, you know, if if it's a two, five minus two is three. And I go, no, that doesn't. I'm 52. I don't want to wear number 52. And then my sophomore year, I got 32 as a tribute to uh, Bill Walton. But, uh. I couldn't get 24, so I took uh, 32. Yeah, Paul.
6: I was 10 years old, first uh, year of grade school football, and you know I stunk. I was terrible. And after a week of practices, all the coaches knew I stunk. We went into the equipment room, and I wanted course number 34. I looked at uh, oh, I looked wow. at the uh, equipment manager slash our coach, Mr. Silfer. He goes, what number do you want? I go, 34. He turns to me, puts his glasses down. He goes, seriously?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was 10, and he was right. Uh, a couple of phone calls. Chris in Michigan joins us. Chris, what's on your mind today? Hey, Dan. I don't mean to uh, keep bringing up not winning this sport, me, but I, I was thinking about it yesterday, and I had what I thought was a solid comparison, and I wanted to give your, your take on it. Okay. Um, you know, you got a good team, yourself being the all-star, and it kind of led me into Milwaukee and the Bucks and what they got going on. Year after year, solid season. But they're not—they're not winning the championship, and so we're always talking about: Do they need to make a trade? Are they going to draft somebody? Hmm.
3: So, so what's your organization going to do? Are you reaching out to ESPN trying to make a trade, or what do we got going on?
2: Uh, wow, Chris, thank you. Um, I guess the analogy is I'm the Greek freak, and you guys are the rest of the Milwaukee Bucks. I don't know who I could acquire. Because if I, you know, due to salary cap restrictions, I would have to let somebody go. I can't just add.
6: Yeah, Paulie. What if you traded me and Fritzy for Tony Realli? A lot of energy guy. Pretty successful, pretty likable. You're going to have to give up two guys, I think.
2: I would think they'd have to throw in something else. I mean, I, oh. not that it would be a throw-in, but I think they would have to be. I mean, look, that's pretty valuable what I'm giving up. Although you guys used to work at ESPN, I don't know if they want you back. <laughs> you know, that might be a salary dump where they say, yeah, all right, we'll take him." And then all of a sudden that Fritzy and Paulie are released. Yeah, Seton. I've always thought of myself as the Drew Holiday of the show, too. <laughs> so that I, it really fits. I looked at you as a Chris Middleton type. <laughs> okay. McLevin is a Brooke Lopez. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Uh, what about, like, are, are interns,
3: like, are they considered, like, minor league prospects? You throw in Jack just as, like, a... Jack the
2: intern? Yeah. I don't know. I, I just met him. I only know his first name, so it'd be kind of hard to put out a press release. We're trading the intern Jack... But that's like a double A player that you get, you know, at a big trade. Yeah,
4: yes, Todd. So me, Paulie, and we'd have to look for backroom guys too to make the deal to get reality.
2: No, I said they would have to throw. I say would you only here. I know, I'm just
7: go what McLovin says. I think oh, that would be more Paulie, than why enough. Did,
2: why did you put Todd in this? I'm trying to put a deal together. No, I don't want God. I'll, I put myself in it. I'm not even bothered. I know, but then he's going to be like, God, would you really? Do you think Paulie and I for Tony the, Reale, like You got to get it, Tony reality in, like Woody Page. you I think that.
7: No, better, I don't yeah. want.
2: I I love Woody, but I he's I don't. Clever. Someone younger, more years yeah. on their back Yeah, I got I to gotta get somebody younger. I got to get my Jordan Love is what I got to get. I don't know who that is right now. Someone who could throw a wheel route in
3: the yes. June practice. Yes. Oh, yeah.
2: oh did you they hear He could it? be a starter right now. Oh, Jordan Love is incredible. Here is Jordan Love uh, yesterday.
5: Are you prepared to be the quarterback week number one? 100%. Obviously, this is a
2: time where you know, I'm getting a lot of extremely valuable reps that you know i might not have been getting in a normal circumstance so uh gonna take it day by day but yeah that's i mean that's what i'm here for i'm i was drafted here to play quarterback so uh i'll definitely be ready week one okay that's not news you know what's news if he said are you kidding me this is really hard to do hell no i mean i mean maybe november but first week no i didn't even play last year Yes, yeah, Tom.
7: I hope Aaron Rodgers comes back.
4: I need at least two more years before I could come close to starting an NFL game.
5: Uh, uh, yes, uh, Seaton. I like that the person who asked the question knew that they were getting this on record.
2: <laughs> Let me hear it again. Are you prepared to be the quarterback week number one?
5: 100%. <laughs> Obviously this week number one. One. Yes.
2: Got him. Yes. 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 Week number one, I enunciated. And even <laughs> though it's a close ended question, I still... Am on record as asking him. Got it. Yes. It's almost like uh, Kevin from the office. He would over (laughs) enunciate. Are you ready to be the starting quarterback week one? Week number one. Week number one. Kevin's special
4: chili recipe.
2: Week number one. More phone calls coming up. Also a unique story. His name is Cameron Kinley, former Navy football player, defensive back. He signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He wanted to defer his military requirement. The Navy said no, even though other players have been allowed to. We'll talk to him coming up. Is he going to get in trouble doing this interview? That'll be coming up top of the hour. Final hour, Dan Patrick Show. One more item, we close out the second hour, rockauto.com. Family business founded in 1999 and founded by automotive engineers. They know the business, inside and out, front to back, old cars, new cars, your trucks, everything. And you choose the part brand's prices, features you want anytime. They're there uh, 24-7. RockAuto.com, a lot of the parts you've been told maybe dealer only are no longer available. Check with RockAuto.com. Now, they just said when they started, We want to give the people direct access to all this information hidden in the computers and catalogs behind the parts store counter. And second, make the parts affordable. They offer reliably low prices. It's that simple, but they do it. They do it better than anybody. RockAuto.com. Go there today. Make sure you tell them we sent you. You just uh, tell them, hey, we uh, heard from Dan Patrick. Put that in the how did you hear about us box. They'll take care of you. All the parts your car or truck ever need at RockAuto.com.